0: And ladies and gentlemen, to MBR, or as we like to call it around here, Nothing But Rants, the show where I find topics that I'm oddly passionate about, and I pontificate upon them. These are not hot takes, but rather takes that I'm hot about. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk the Dog, the show where I find a bone to pick and a take to give. These are not hot takes. These right here, these are dog takes. I've been looking for an intro for this daggum show. Didn't know what I was going to do. We've got NBR locked, loaded. It's done. I've loved that intro for a fat minute over there on NBR. But we needed something for Talk the Dog to let you folks know that we finna Talk that Dog. All right, so we got some bones to pick for you tonight. We also have Aaron Murray on the show tonight, first time in studio where we have a guest. I'm stoked to be bringing you that. Um, We're going to be talking about everything from the Carson Beck news, obviously, to uh, his time with Mike Bobo. We got him up on the board as well. Super excited and thankful, um, not only for Aaron's time, but the fact that we've built a platform to where he would want to do this, right? To where he would want to take time out of his Monday morning, drive over here every other week, sit down, and listen to dumb questions from yours truly, all right? I'm thankful. I'm very, very thankful that that's something that exists um, for this network, Um, and I'm also thankful that we've built a place where I feel comfortable and we feel comfortable inviting people over here and uh, letting them use the works, right? I have no bones and no fear about Aaron Murray getting up on that board because I wanna bring that to you. I wanna have the ability to do that here on this network for you guys and super excited to debut that for you today here on the channel. Also wanna ask you to hit that thumbs up button, like, subscribe, rate, review, All that good stuff. We are going to start putting this up on podcast platforms. That's right, Jonathan. You've got more responsibilities coming your way. So just accept that and love that and know that. All right? People have been asking for it. we got to give it to them. We're going to start loading these up on podcasts wherever, however you find your podcasts. Don't worry. We're going to be bringing them to you. We're going to knock out all the show news before we get to Aaron right quick. Um, we are going to jump to him in just a moment, but I also want to take a time out to show some love to the folks over at Prize Picks. All first-time users today, under their rebranded website, will give you a free 100% deposit match. What does that mean? Instant 100%. You put in 50 bucks, they give you 50 bucks. 100% deposit match up to... How does this work? You pick two to six players, and if they go over or under their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25x your money today on any entry. Sign up right now. Use promo code Brooks. Again, you will get 100% deposit match. I got a lock for you today. Hey, look, we're 0-3 on the network here, but that's not the point. The point is these are what we call parlays, okay? Parte parlays, all right? We don't have to hit 50-50 on this. Matter of fact, if we're hitting 50-50 on these jokers, I can't even tell you how good we are at gambling. We're, we're way better than anybody else. That's not the point. The point's to get rich every once in a while, all right? So here we go. Today's lock of the week. We got the over-unders on Monday Night Football starting in what, like 10 minutes, boys? Yep. We got Monday Night Football starting in about 10 minutes. So go ahead, run over right now, lock this one in. Jake Fromm, 60 and a half. How about him? Okay, we're going to put some money on some dogs tonight. We're going to go over on Jake Fromm's 16.5 passing yards. Melvin Gordon going to get some run tonight. 22.5 total yards rushing. We're going to take the over on that. Jahan Dotson, shouts out to them Horn Frogs. 24.5 receiving yards. I like that over, too. Life's too short to be taking unders. Put it on the board. Here we go. Price picks. By God, I think that's the best daggum read we've done for them, boys, in a fat minute. So there we go. Good little show for you guys. How we doing tonight, boys? Man,
1: so excited. I just said it a minute ago. College football is back this week. No no better feeling.
0: We're so in there. How about you, Kirby? How are we doing? Dude, we're getting shit for going (laughs) 0-3. I mean, how how are y'all's prize picks records? Let me ask you this. Y'all got a board? where y'all putting y'all's wins and losses out here for the streets to know? Because we are. All right, look, it's tough business. It's tough sledding out there on prize picks. No, look, look. who really hits hard on
2: preseason gambling? Like yeah. that—that's a shot in the dark. When the when the season gets going, that's when we're going
0: to hit our stride.
2: So we'll we'll be fine. Let, let that regular season come around, and then we'll be getting numbers up. Don't hey, worry. Hey,
0: and here's the deal: if we end up doing just terribly, just fade us. And it's just as good if we're zero and three are three zero. Just fade us, baby. That's Thanks. all you got to do. Nice little, nice little swindle right there. Hey, glad you guys are in here tonight. Hit that thumbs up button, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um. We've got some great content coming up after this, but I I don't know if there's a better interview that I've done in a while because it's in person. You can feel it, all right? You can feel it, a difference. It's not Zoom. We're right here, baby. He's right here in my face. He's right here up on the board. It's Aaron Murray, all-time leading SEC passer for now, for a little bit. Shouts out Will Rogers. Hey, DJ J. Will, play that joint. Yeah? Yeah, it's nice. The whole thing's nice, isn't it? Well, welcome. Welcome, Aaron Murray, to the studio here. We don't have a name for it yet. Do you have any ideas? For the studio? Yeah, just in general.
3: Man, uh, you got to put me on the spot. First thing, you send me all these great you know, topic ideas to get the day going, and yeah. you leave this one out, so you put me right on the spot <laughs> as soon as I sit here. I don't know. I'll think on it. Next time I come in, about what a week and a half, I'll I'll have something ready to go. If you if you don't have something etched in stone yet,
0: yeah, what a hell of a setup. Yeah, we'll see if the the fans can actually figure something out. Cause I I don't like I named myself, you know, the film guy, and and the reason being is like everybody would have me on, and they're like, this is Brooks Austin. He's he's the guy that does the film of of like Georgia stuff, and so like it was real choppy. So I was like, I'll just be the. That's what people know me as. I'll just be the film guy. Uh, but no, glad to have you in here. We are going to have you every other Monday on our network. Will be I'll be on the Players' Lounge every other, whenever, yep. okay, every other week over there when they release those. So be staying in tune with uh, me and my boy Murray all season. We're going to be chopping it up, talking dogs. Uh, so big news this past weekend. Obviously, Kirby finally announced that Carson Beck would be the starting quarterback. Just your initial thoughts on, uh, you know, the announcement in the news this past well, weekend. I think
3: I think most of us kind of knew that it was coming. I mm-hmm. mean, Carson – waited his turn for a reason he could have left gone anywhere else so I'm excited for him I I I remember the first time I watched Carson in a scrimmage this was his freshman year whatever three years ago now Mm -hmm. and and seeing the way he moved and the way he threw on the run and 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 just his 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 poise in the pocket it's like who is that kid Mm -hmm. because obviously I went there to go watch JT yeah you know JT was a big transfer in um and maybe some of the other guys as well but i walked away saying man that carson kid looks pretty good i know he's young but i mean he impressed me the most then every single year continue to impress continue to impress and man i even sat down with bobo last year when he got back to georgia and i asked him who he thought was you know just stood out to him just in general not quarterbacks but just players yeah. on the football team and he's like that carson Beck kid's pretty special mm-hmm. i was like i know i've watched for a few years waiting for his turn so you know I'm excited to see his do his thing. I, I did a sit-down with Carson the other day. It comes out in, in a couple of days, so, so you know, make sure you go, go check that out. And, and it's never been a question of the throwing mm. or him as a quarterback because you line him up. He's a top two, three quarterback in college football. He's a first-round draft pick. Yeah. The question is, it's, it's, is, is he ready to be a leader? yeah and i think talking to him he wasn't ready two years ago Mm -hmm. he feels like he is more prepared mentally to take over an entire football team be that leader be that commander um win a two-minute drive whatever it may be he's more equipped right now than ever
0: he's a natural introvert by nature Yep, i mean he's not one of these outgoing quarterback personalities it's not one of those he's very much so a Watch me do how I do things. Yeah, which is fine. And it, it is. like yeah. There's there's tons of quarterbacks. Like I think Joe Burrow is one of these quarterbacks. Yeah. I think Joe Burrow is one of these quarterbacks that instills confidence in his teammates by the confidence that he has in his own playing yeah. abilities. But he doesn't have to come out here and like talk about it or come out here well, and, and yell about it. Joe has yeah. swagger.
3: And that's all I want to see from Carson. Like I, I think people get it confused. I don't need to see Carson Beck cussing out his offensive line. I don't need no. to see Carson Beck you know, getting in front of the team before a game and giving the pregame speech. Like I don't need that from you. But I do need, when you step foot on the field, that there is a swagger type of field where dudes around you know, like, Carson's got us. Like, we got the baddest dude on the field, and he's about to take us down for seven points every single time we touch the ball. Like, that's that's what Joe Burrow has. I agree. Joe doesn't need to get in front of the team, Burrow, and give the rah-rah speech. But he instills confidence in everyone.
0: I, I wonder when that – like, the moment for Joe's career was that, that hit against, I think uh, it was TCU. UC, was it UCF? UCF. UCF. Yeah. I knew it was one of the non-power – or traditional non-power fives. But, yeah, in that bowl game. And then, like, you see his his teammates, like, really rally around him. Then he has that that offseason with Joe Brady as his offensive yep. coordinator. And he starts talking about, like, hey, we're going to have a year this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and his teammates ultimately had the confidence in him. I think when you talk – like, you got a chance to talk to Warren about him. Yep the team knows he's extremely talented. Oh, yeah. I feel like everybody that's on the Carson bandwagon though right now is operating in faith. Yeah. Like we gotta be able to see it. Like once yeah. we see it, we all know we'll all be good. I think everyone will well, kind my of boy, my boy be good my, after that.
3: My more my more national show, T-Bob, who's an LSU guy, I did my, my power rankings of quarterbacks the other day. And I put Carson at six in the SEC. And he's giving me crap, man, like stop being such a baby. You know you love him, you know he's better. Then just put him, you know, as your top two or three. I was like, I do think physically he's a probably top two quarterback in this league, but it's hard for me to put him as a top two, three quarterback right now without seeing him go out there and do it as a starting quarterback. Like what you said it perfectly, like we are all going with this belief that this guy is going to be a first round draft pick, that he has a chance to be in New York and be a Heisman trophy. But let's not forget. Yeah. He's played football. But he's never been a starting quarterback. That's a big difference.
0: It is funny to me, though. I think there's like two different categories of people that give opinions on Carson Beck. The people who have seen him throw a football in person, like up close, and the people who have not. They're just judging him based off these photos that they see of him. And I think Carson does – he doesn't look like a – in photos, he doesn't look like a a six-foot, four-and-a-half, 230-pound, like, super athlete When you walk up on him, you know not only how big he is, but how thick he is. Mm-hmm. He's like a th- he's a really thick individual. He's got some um, massive hands. Yes. I mean we and put our some hands really up big hands. next to
3: each other. Now we got big I'm nine and a quarter. So yeah, I was about kind to say of on nine the smaller side. He's got ten inch hands. I mean, he, he They swallow he, a football. Swallow the football. Um, and even asking me, he's like, Man, i way prefer throwing an NFL football, which a lot of guys do. Yeah. It just it feels a little bit better on your hand than a college football. But especially guys with big hands. I remember mm-hmm. I came out with uh, Logan Thomas, who's now a tight end. But when coming yeah, out Yeah, Virginia had, Tech. Oh, yeah. He had eleven inch hands. Yeah. He said I couldn't grip a college football. He said my hands, it was like Shaq gripping a basketball. He said it was so small in <laughs> my hands that it was hard for me to control. Like I needed to get to an NFL and obviously that still didn't work for him. But yeah. now a tight end doing a hell of a job. But uh yeah, I, I, I I do want to see. I don't want to see like Carson have some adversity. Like I don't want to see him week three versus South Carolina, go out there and throw two or three picks. I think you and I discussed this a little bit the other day too. But on the lines of, I just want it to be a close enough game. I want to see what he, how he operates, running on the field mm-hmm. in a two minute situation, knowing the game's on the line. Absolutely. Because you give sets in the football in these past few years, we all knew he was going to score. You give Joe Burrow the football, we know he's going to score. There's going to be a game at some point in the season where Carson Beck is going to have to win the football game.
0: How do you manufacture that in practice? Can you? Can you manu- I, I think he's done being Kirby. I think Kirby's done enough to make Carson feel pressure yep. without having to be on the field. But it's not real. It's no. all manufactured. It's all created chaos. How would you go about making sure that Carson has – an ability to control his blood pressure control what's going on around him during that moment or do you the, just
3: you have to wait and see it's different i Oof. mean because you're not getting hit so there's yeah. not that scenario in it because you know, playing quarterback is 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 so different practice wise like yeah you can get all the reps and you can get the one-on-ones but then like you know in the back of your head like i'm not getting hit yeah like i can stand in there a little bit longer mm-hmm. i can do this a little bit differently knowing that i'm not going to get the the crap knocked out of me or the ball's going to get knocked out of my hand so until that is part of the game, you really don't know how a quarterback's going to react. Of, it's first and 10 with a minute to go, and you're on your 25-yard line, and you get sacked. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, all hell's breaking loose. You're having to get up and push this 300-pound dude off you to then call the next play and get things executed. It, it, it's, 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 it's pandemonium. Mm-hmm. How do you calm the nerves in that? You can't do that knowing that you're not going to get hit in practice.
0: And they might not have that happen to them until middle of November.
3: But yeah, I would try to – you know, I think the best thing you could do is if you do get a situation uh, at the end of a half to go it or even, you know, you want know, to talk about manufacturing it, middle of the first quarter, hey, we're going to hurry up. Yeah. Boys, we're going to go try score in a minute. Hmm.
0: Because they, they really don't. They don't get a lot of opportunities to practice two-minute. I mean, they'll practice and, and it. Things, but, well, yeah, so even, I pra- even get game reps at it. Cause yes. They're not, they're not rushing to score a lot this year. No. They won't be. So,
3: I mean, there's ways to do it like that. Yeah. Like, hey, we're just going to go up-tempo this, this – you know, like I said, for beginning of the second quarter, we're going to first series go up tempo and let's see how fast we can score. And, and I'm going to call plays that we usually call in a two-minute situation.
0: So you went through a, what was it, like a 14-month quarterback battle? How, how long were you actually entrenched in a quarterback battle before you were named the guy and then you were just the guy?
3: I mean, it wasn't really a quarterback battle. The I guess it was and it wasn't. You know, when Med and I came in, we knew one of us was going to eventually be the quarterback. But we weren't battling to be the quarterback that year joe Mm -hmm. was going to be the quarterback joe cox but the battle was on because it was a battle that was going to be determined for the next season so i mean we, we obviously got lots of opportunities but really it was that next spring which was like all right boys it's just you two i think logan i don't know if logan was still playing quarterback or if logan had completely moved to receiver already But we knew it was going to be between Matt and I, and um, we went back and forth. I mean, we split the reps equally. One day I had ones, next day he had ones. I had ones, he had ones. And, um, you know, unfortunate what happened with him and kind of ended the battle too soon. Yeah. But it would have gone through summer. It would have gone through fall camp, and we would have been, you know, probably like uh, Alabama or Ohio State, you know, two weeks out saying, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. It It was that close. It was neck and neck. Yeah.
0: What are the... What are the feelings like that? I, I love that you said that, like, y'all were trading days, ones and ones. I always hated as a competing, like, guy trying to get a job. Where we're going to a day where we're, like, splitting half the ones reps. Like, I can't ever get hot this no. way. I can't ever build rapport with the guys next to me. So, um, I guess.
3: You need a better sample size. The coaches yeah. have me to know, too. Like, how do you function a full <clears throat> day being the guy? How do you function a full day, and how does the offense – respond to you how did the offensive line respond to you how do because the, re- the coach gets a lot of tales too from not only the way you play but the way guys are interact with you, you. Mm-hmm. like i always say if you're in a quarterback battle a big thing for for a coaching staff is what does it look like the first day back in fall camp where mm-hmm. are the receivers going who they gravitate to yeah. who are they talking to who do they want to get extra reps with yeah. because if it's a close battle like if, like if they go to one guy, but you know he's just not as physically talented or as good, like
0: okay. It doesn't really matter. But
3: if it's yeah. close, give me the guy that I know can rally the troops. And oh, a lot wow. of the times the team will tell you who they think is the better quarterback, who's the better leader, and 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 all those should be taken into account from a coaching staff. So yeah, I like the fact that you give a guy a full day being that one to see how the team responds to him.
0: I think there was it's not a lost opportunity, but there was an opportunity for them to have, like, really rallied the public image around Carson. Yep. Because you talked about trading off days and ones and ones. I don't, as an insider, don't remember ever hearing of a day where it was like, all right, today's – Brock Vandegrift got all the reps with the ones mm-hmm. today. Like, it never – not even in spring. It just didn't happen. So, I guess my question to you is, like, do you think Carson – because you've sat down with yeah. him. Do you think Carson would have had a different offseason had it been, all right, it's Carson Beck's show. Here's SEC Media Days. Here's Marty and McGee. Go sit down with Murray. Like you're the guy. Do you right. think he would have a different level of confidence, or if it doesn't matter because Carson's just different?
3: I think he knew he was the guy. Yeah. And I think I think everyone. I think everyone knew. I think, everyone knew. Yeah. I think he knew deep down inside that I'm the better. I'm the best quarterback on this roster. This is my football team. Um, I don't think he needed Kirby to come out there and, and publicly say it. Yeah. And it could have been too. Kirby for multiple reasons we all know and I we all know to transfer portal maybe he wanted to make the illusion to keep guys on the roster who knows what his his motives were and also maybe he didn't want the pressure to be on Carson mm. too the um, distraction, of, the ha- the too. distraction yeah. of having to deal with you know all the media that was going to come if you if I did name him SEC or you know starting quarterback for Georgia beginning of spring or mm. as soon as Setson Bennett walked off that national championship of hey we got our guy it's Carson back. Now, all of a sudden, it's, it's everyone's focus on Carson instead of kind of divvying up that, that you know responsibility for the media to deal within three quarterbacks. So who knew what, what, what's behind the, uh, the the method of, of Kirby? But um, I will say this. There's, there, to me, there was no doubt that Carson, yeah. from the minute Setson graduated, was going to be the quarterback.
0: I've, I've even talked about it on this show. If you go and, like, watch the national title, watch the last snap, Carson takes a knee, okay, Kirby gets the Gatorade dumped on him. The first person he walks over to is Carson. He gets in his ear. I don't know what he says, but he gets in his ear, shakes his hand, daps him up, and then goes on and, and creates the rest of the celebration, yeah. goes about the rest of the celebration. I've always thought that, like, what Kirby does and when he does it, mm-hmm. those things matter. He's yeah. a super, you know, intellectual human being. He's thinking about his moves yeah. before he makes them. Well, um, even going
3: through the portal. I mean, Kirby, yeah. they, they haven't done a ton of portal the mm-hmm. past couple of years, and what of the big two moves this offseason. Two of the top receivers. You have a quarter, and I love Brock. I think, and I hope Brock. You know, I hope Carson Carson is one and done. I hope he's one and done. I think he's good enough to be one and done. I think the offense is going to dictate that he has the opportunity to do that. Um, and I hope Brock is the starting quarterback the next year. But they built this offense to suit Carson this year with the weapons they have. Plain and simple. Like, that to me was another big – you talk about things that Kirby does. Yeah. He didn't have to go into the portal to get guys. Like, it would have been great to maybe get one of them, but the fact that he went out there and got two of the top returning receivers in the SEC to come to this roster Mm -hmm. tells you everything. If Brock was going to be the guy, do you really need all those receivers? Probably not.
0: Yeah, probably go get another big tight end. Or get another running back. Yeah.
3: To run that kind of offense.
0: That that was the one thing – and I know he's being Kirby, and he's just – He's speaking with the tone and the answers that he wants out there, and he doesn't want any different narratives. But I asked him about the quarterback room. Hey, how are we installing offense? Because all three of these guys are very diverse. They're all different. You know, like I've seen Bobo run offense, Mobo. I've oh. seen I've seen Bobo run offense with a mobile quarterback. I know what it looks like. I know when we have quarterback I running. when I was
3: there? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I yeah, big was there, time. Big time. Mobile big time.
0: 400 plus yards rushing, I believe, I one know. year. We I know. mean, did, look did at did the, the zone kid. read. <laughs> I was the
3: first quarterback Bobo ever did zone read with.
0: That's, I mean, yeah. that says a lot. Yeah. How many, how many career rushing attempts? And I
3: tore my ACL doing a zone read. Oh, damn. I know.
0: It's sore yeah. subject. I know. But anyways, I asked Kirby, like, how are you installing offense? And he's like, oh, these guys aren't different. They're more similar than they are different. And I'm like, okay. Well, one of them, 6'3, 225, runs 4'6, and is like a great athlete. Yep. One's okay athlete. And he's your- 6'5, great pocket passer. But the offenses will look totally different. Yeah.
3: Well, you're, I don't. You may have some – Carson's fast enough to run the zone rate. Like, let's let's, let's not – He's
0: fast enough to keep it out of the back if the defensive end is crashing like a bandicoot. Yeah,
3: and he can get you 10, 15 yards if it's there. And slot. He's not – yes yeah, slide. Please. Get your butt down. Don't do South Carolina. He's not Tom Brady. Like, I think that's no. another thing people are worried about. Is like, we're going to, like, this big quarterback that throws the football so then he can't run. Like, no, Carson's a good athlete. He's not Stetson. He's not Brock. But he's a good athlete that can run and can get yards with his legs. And you can still run zone. I don't know how many times he's going to do it. Obviously, if Brock's the guy, you're probably going to have a bigger quarterback package. You may even have some design uh, quarterback draws or quarterback powers. Like, maybe you implement that. Like, I don't see Carson running a quarterback power. I don't see him doing a quarterback no. draw. Unless it's a, you know, third and long situation where you know they're going to drop eight. Maybe you do it to see if you can get the first down. And
0: The difference between zone reads and design quarterback runs. Yeah. Yeah. He can run zone read, though. Yes, he He can. can. definitely run zone read. Yeah.
3: You don't want him to keep it, but if he does keep it, if the end crashes, he can get
0: you five We just got to keep honest. That's all we got to do. We got to keep the backside honest, keep that surf player 100% honest. Um, Trust me, Bobo
3: will get on him. Bobo, I remember we were South Carolina junior year, goal line, zone read, and I was a big baby, and I gave it, and Clowney crashed, and I could have easily walked into the end zone. And Bobo ripped me after that that one. Because we need it. I mean, we were getting our butt kicked. If we were able to put that, that, that score in for a touchdown, it would have significantly closed the gap before halftime. We may have had a chance. Who knows? But I gave it. And Bobo was like, you're more of an athlete than you think you are, essentially, in and, and, you know, other language. Um, pull the damn ball next time Connie crashes. He coaches hard, doesn't he? Yeah. Not as hard nowadays as he used to. Really? Yeah. He's, he's softened?
0: He's softened a little bit. I thought it was interesting to listen to him talk about coming back to Georgia and saying he did it because he wanted to learn. Um, this is a guy who's always been in college football. Mm-hmm. Like he's studied and loves college football and college football coordinating. He, I feel like he came to Georgia to learn a bit from an NFL guy in Munkin.
3: Yeah, we'll learn from Or Munkin just in too. general. And I know Bobo really well, obviously, and we've stayed extremely close. Um, and I, had a, I actually had an opportunity to cover him as an analyst. I covered him – Three or four times at Colorado State. I covered him when he was at Auburn. I had some of their games and just always talking with him, always talking with him in the offseason. It is stressful being a coach. You yeah. know it. It is tough on you. It's tough on your family. And Bo was at a really tough five years when it comes to health, when it comes to moving his family from mm-hmm. Athens to Colorado State. He has five kids, man. Yeah. It's not like he has one or two kids, even then it's extremely tough. I remember it was five. Five kids. That's, triplets, because he's has triplets. That's he interesting. has one. Triplets, one. So you're moving your wife and five kids from Athens to Colorado to South Carolina to Auburn. Auburn. And at some point, you just have to say, quality of life for me and my family, where is home to me? And I think for Laney, who's his wife, and his kids, and him, Athens felt like home. So I think it's a mixture of many things. I think it's a mixture of having that that feeling of we are home. Mm Mm-hmm. Being able to learn from Munkin, and like you alluded to the other day, being under that Nick Saban tree, which now Kirby's right there underneath that, yeah. and learning from how how do the best of the best run a program, I think all three of those, it was a no-brainer for him to come back.
0: I think Kirby's in a very unique situation. When you look around, just like college football hot seats, if you will. Yeah there's not very many great jobs that are going to be available this next year in college football. I don't believe there's a perennial powerhouse that's going to be out here searching for a job or searching for a head coach. So when you look at guys like Glenn Schumann, the NFL is your big fear. Will the NFL come get him, right? That kind of deal. Like this offseason, Philly tried to come nab him. He said, no, thank you. But it seems like he might have a run here where he's got both of his coordinators happy and comfortable where they're at for – the foreseeable future? I don't think Bobo leaves for a little bit. Do I don't know? think so either. I don't think Bobo... I mean, Bobo may... maybe He's be climbed addressed. the ladder. He's come back down. Yeah. It's time to, unless, like unless, you said, Unless be he happy. gets a
3: head coaching job, say, in the SEC. I don't know if he'll, he'll want to take a group of five job. Yeah. Um, or maybe he waits till all of his kids are in college before he decides to you know make Laney pick up and move again. Uh, and let's not forget, Champ's on staff, too. So Correct. if Schumann does leave, Champ's there as well, ready to essentially take over as a full-time DC if, if need be. So... He is equipped this staff with guys once again that love Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like there is a sense of being home. Bobo played there, grew up in the state of Georgia. He grew up an Auburn fan, which is I, it's crazy to me, but still played at Georgia. There's that love for the University of Georgia. He's at home. The most perfect job in America would have to open for Bobo to leave. Um, Muschamp played at Georgia. Yeah, like there's something to be said about playing at your alma mater when you've already been a head coach you 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 know haven't maybe had success like many of those two guys wanted to you're getting paid a boatload of money you're the best program in america fertile recruiting ground
0: also not a bad place to live
3: and an incredible place to live all right like i'm sure the families love living in athens yeah
0: yeah not not bad not bad place to live or go to school or send your kids to school a lot of great uh prince avenue athens academy a lot of great places for those kids to go to school um all right Let's talk SEC Power 5 before I get you on the board and have you steal my entire clientele. Um, SEC Power 5, go ahead. All right. One, Georgia. Okay. Uh, no doubt about
3: it. Best team of I New think record. this
0: gets hard right at five. I think the first four are pretty yeah, easy. Yeah,
3: I kind of struggled a little bit four and five, honestly. I think yeah. there's three teams to me that, that could you know change from four to six. Mm-hmm. And even four to seven, because there's another team that I even think about now. I'm like, man, uh, SEC's pretty really I think the SC's really good in the middle. Yeah. Middle loaded. I think I think they're really good in the middle. Um LSU too. Mm-hmm. I think is a better team this year. Um what they bring back at, at with Jaden, the offense, the offensive line. I think the defense line's gonna be great with Mason Smith back, Harold Perkins at linebacker. You know, they got questions at secondary. Um I don't think they're gonna be horrific. It's kinda like Georgia's offense. People keep focusing on the running backs. I think the running backs will be fine. Running backs have A passing game that's gonna be great, and the best offensive line in America. The running backs will be fine. They'll probably get four yards before they even get touched. You and I could probably be (laughs) running backs right now, and run for 800 yards a pop. (laughs) So uh, the running backs for Georgia will be fine. It's just it's the weak link. So obviously we're gonna talk about it more. Yeah. LSU, the DBs are good. They're not as good as Harold Perkins and Mason Smith and the you know the front two of the defense. So obviously we we focus on them, but they'll be fine. Alabama three, they got incredible talent, but I don't trust their receivers. I don't trust their quarterback situation. Uh, four is when I start to have trouble. There's four teams for me that could all be four through seven: Ole Miss, Kentucky, Tennessee, Texas A&M. I want to put A and M at four. Oh God, because they got the talent. I like Wegman. I love their receivers. Love their receivers, uh, Anias and, and Evan Stewart. I think you're gonna see a team win nine games this year. I think they're gonna okay. be nine and three and I think they're gonna have a chance to win ten. Let's not forget, let's, my, say, let's not forget, who is being Alabama and LSU the years? I'm aware.
0: Years? I'm aware. They are a And they them. could have
3: beat they could have beat Alabama back to back years. So they have the talent to do it.
0: And here's my problem with Jimbo coached football teams. Okay. What happens in the middle of November when they still got SEC teams on the slate and the idea of them playing in a college football playoffs already off the board? Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you what happens. They don't really show up unless yeah. it's an elite matchup, right? Yeah. So they tend to lose football games that they shouldn't. Yeah. They tend to be in tighter football games than they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love the idea of like but they banking. haven't had a quarterback. No, they haven't. They haven't had a quarterback. Haynes since King is. Kellen was all right. Kelamon but they was haven't okay. had one since then.
3: It was all right, and that's when he had the big nine one season. Yeah, They put all their chips on this the Haynes King kick. Yeah. who I think is he gonna start for Georgia Tech?
0: I don't think so. I don't know.
3: It tells you everything you need to know about Haynes King. Yeah. Right there. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm still, I don't know who was paying who, how you thought Haynes King was going to be a, a legitimate. Dude, and I, I hate dogging quarterbacks because I think easy. it was
0: the running around without getting hit thing because he is an elite athlete. He's an elite
3: athlete, but not an elite throw of the football. No. I like think that, that, was, that was the biggest, two biggest, like one, not giving up the play calling duty suit enough, and Haynes King, you missed on him big time. Yeah. And the offense scored 21 points a game last year with all that talent. Mm-hmm. Now you bring in an offensive coordinator who, good, bad, or whatever, it's gonna be different. And I'm and mm-hmm. I think everyone's hoping it's better. Yeah. Like you may see an offense that was scoring 21 points a game, jump up to 32 points per game. Mm-hmm. And I I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. You have a legit quarterback who showed us that last year. Good offensive line
0: mm-hmm.
3: and probably top Three, four receiving core in the SEC.
0: Bryce Foster coming back at center is huge for them. Um don't know if they're I don't know if they're Texas AM on the edges yeah. like they normally are. Defensively, I know they are, but yeah. standard Texas AM offensive line pretty good offensive yeah. tackles. Yeah. Don't know if they got that this year. Who's five? Five. I'll go Tennessee. Okay. I went UGA, LSU, Bama. So we're the same yep. top three. I'm I'm with you on the LSU. I went through it and like since the college football playoff has been enacted. I think there are a handful of things you need. You obviously need a uh, great quarterback play. Yep. If you don't have great quarterback play, you better have transcendent historic defense like mm-hmm. Georgia did in 2021. I think you gotta have great coaching on both sides of the football. But most, the one that most people overlook is you gotta have a, at least one first rounder on the defensive side of the football. Yeah. LSU's got two. Yeah. Um, they, they have everything equipped. You gotta have a balanced schedule, things like that. That's the only thing they don't have. Yep. LSU's got a really, really tough schedule, but we're talking power rankings. I, they check way more boxes than Alabama does. Alabama at three, because of who they are and how they recruited, they still stay up there. I put Tennessee at four. Um I do believe in Heupel's offense. I also believe that, despite Joe Milton having a bunch of holes in his game, it can be as simple as, hey, that guy's going to be open. Just throw it as hard as you fucking can. Well, it really but can But the problem be. is,
3: we saw that versus Pittsburgh two years Correct. ago, and they were wide open. He was overthrowing him by 10 yards. Correct. First start, yeah, but all that. I'm, I'm, stuff. A, and and I'm yeah. a Joe Milton believer here. I am. I'm a, Joe Mil- I think he's, he's I'm a system make- and
0: Milton believer. Yes, like I, I think that system's gonna make good quarterbacks look great. Yeah, 100. percent I think it's exactly what it did last year um, with Hendon Hooker. And then at number five, I got Ole Miss. I just think their ability to run the football, um, if they could just figure out any semblance of yeah. defense, they might be a 10 win football team in the SEC West. So. So I think
3: they, were, they were with me too. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. Of, I did my quarterback rankings the other day. I think I, had I Jackson, Jackson. Dart as three. Obviously, get Junkins. I think he's gonna have monster season. You know, so that's where I was turning. Like, I mean, any of those teams, and like, I like Kentucky too. Mm-hmm. I think Kentucky's a team that we don't talk enough about. And I think Devin Leary is another talk about elite quarterback, elite quarterback. They How got it. some dudes at running back at the running back position. They got the portal. They got receivers. Um, you hope they're better at offensive line this year than they were last year. So, like, I think those four teams could all make a case for being anywhere between four and seven.
0: You wanna get on the board? Let's Get on the board. All right, we gotta switch some mics. Give us a second.
3: Oh baby, this is a dream come true over here.
0: Yeah, I know. That's why I built this studio.
3: For me, specific, because you knew I was going to come. No,
0: for me, you know. But you know, having having smart football guys over here, this really shows that I'm confident in what I do. You know, I'm I'm gonna let this former NFL football player get on my board and do what I do. We'll see how this goes for me. All
3: right, let me if I can clip this right. We look good. We look good. good? We look
0: good. I think you're good. We good. We are good, my man. Right, go. What do you got for us?
3: All right, so where's my where's my singer? Right where's there. My singer? All right, here we go. Uh, this was... Brooks asked me to do my, my favorite concept from Bobo. Well, this was a series of plays. So we called it the Shallow Cross Series with Bobo. And it was, you know, before a drive, Bobo would say, hey, we're going to run, um, you know, some sort of zone play or whatever the play was going to be, and then we're going to get right into the Shallow Cross Series. So we would just run right across the board. So... You would start with X shallow cross, then F shallow cross, then Y shallow cross, then Z shallow cross. So we could run four plays in a row, bam, 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 and everyone knew what to do. So I'll show you the first side. So if we got up there and said, you know, double left, um, two scat, X shallow cross, you know, two scat meant that is a five-man protection. So scat was two to the right, he's gonna scat to the right. So if we got X shallow cross, he's gonna go up, come across the field, F was gonna run. 10 yard, 12 back to 10, back's going to be in the flat, and then back side, anytime you had a shallow cross, if you were on the back side, you knew what to run. It was just a slant flat combination. So you're running slant in the flat. So my read as a quarterback, I'm taking a three step drop. If I like X right now, so linebackers get depth, if I can take this X at the moment, boom, I'm three, give it to him right now. I don't like him, say these linebackers stood right here or, you know, kind of bit down on him, then I'm going one to two off the flat defender. So I'm one, two, three. I don't like it. Eyes on the flat defender. He hangs. Boom. I'm to the back right now. If he flat defender gets width with the back, then boom, I'm ripping this to this hole right here. If I have any sort of pressure, any sort of pressure. So say we had some strong dog, nickel, Mike, whatever it is, and I knew I had man backside or if I had a fire zone defensive end dropping I'm gonna work your slant flat combination on the back side.
0: So you're essentially a half field read hot off the back. Yes. Okay.
3: You know if I want to throw hot to the back now like we always say you can throw into pressure if I wanted to but slant flat I get the ball out before this nickel gets there yeah. and I'd love throwing off a defensive end make him figure out in space if he settles at all I'm ripping to a tight end and he's up the field if he flies out of there I'm ripping right off his shoulder to a slant right here so boom. We called it, and all of a sudden we complete it to the X. Hey, hey double, F, double F, double F, double F, double F. F shallow cross, F shallow cross. Boom. We wrapped the line of scrimmage. Now we know F is gonna run the shallow cross. If I'm to the side of the shallow cross, I got the 12 back to 10. Yeah. Running back's in the flat. Boom. Next play. Why shallow cross? Why shallow cross? Psh, shallow cross. What do I got? 10 by 12. Backside now. You're doing the flip. Has the slant flat. Running back comes on this side. He's running the flat control that way. So and then, and then Z-star. So it's the same play. It looks like four different plays.
0: Always out of two by two. Always out of two by two. Always out of two by two, and always out of eleven personnel with the tight end attached.
3: I mean, you can do twelve personnel. I mean, you could put, you You're put good. Brock Bowers right there at F. Yeah. Yeah. You do whatever personnel you want, but no, out of, yeah. out of yes, out of we always did out of two by two where you had the F detached in the last yeah. scrimmage.
0: Hmm. Well, how about that
3: shallow cross series? I'll be interested to see if he still runs it nowadays. I, I haven't asked him about it, but. Uh, it was just so easy. We started doing this a lot more um, junior, senior season when we started to do a little bit more up tempo.
0: I was about to say, this is a tempo change. Yeah. This was basically a no huddle series. Yes. Now, when you, when you said you were running up to the line of scrimmage and you were saying F shallow across, like, did y'all have a, a term for it or were you literally just saying F shallow across? I think guys. Or guy, did everyone know? Everyone hey, knew. It's the second play it's in the It's the series. second play. It's, F. it's the second play. We're working right to the. I just anyways. had to say
3: to the, the offensive line because. Yeah. Based on where the ball was thrown, it would be two or Scout three scat. Or scat yeah. 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 That was the only mm. difference. So offensive line just needed no protection. But everyone knew, and I could give a signal like F, yeah. Z, X, Y, just a little bit of a reminder. But mm. like you knew, okay, next one's up.
0: Well, how about that? Yeah. Aaron Murray.
3: Shallow Cross series. First time on the board.
0: Grind a little tape. Now come you, sit back down in the big boys chair, man. Instead of switching uh, cameras or microphones, just come on sit down. we'll, we'll sign out. All right. You want something new today? Jeff Funk. Do you like that? I, hey, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I hope the fan base enjoyed it as well. Uh, no, I need, I need my boss to buy me one of those screens. See, your boss does these things for you. I have to. I thank hope my Carl boss myself. does it for me,
3: or I'll have to do it myself. We'll find coward, out. Cowherd,
0: don't do it. Do it, Coward. Don't do it. Come um, on, Colin, please. Hey, for Brooks Austin and Aaron Murray, we're going to sign out over on Talk the Dog. Uh, we'll be seeing you next Monday, yeah? two Mondays from now. Appreciate you for coming, my boy. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, no doubt. We're good? Yeah. Uh, debut. First debut for Aaron Murray right there. Uh, appreciate him coming on. Y'all show your love in the chat by hitting that thumbs up button, liking and leaving a comment, all that good stuff. Couple of notes here off that interview I want to call to light. I thought it was really, really interesting. Obviously, he has a, still a pretty, pretty detailed and pretty close relationship with Mike Bobo. It's impossible not to believe he doesn't. Spent four years under his tutelage um five if you consider the red shirt, i think um but anyways it was interesting to hear him say that mike bobo told him as soon as he got here you know 2021 first year that spring he's like hey man this this carson Beck kid there's something about this like he knew immediately bobo did and it, it was always it was intriguing to see the takes when Bobo made the, you know, they made him the offensive coordinator, everyone dug up all these historical paths of him having these running quarterbacks and everyone made it think that like, Hey, he's probably going to favor Brock Vandergriff or or Gunnar Stockton and come to find out from Murray's point of view and and from, you know, his first person or second hand, if you will, Bobo was thinking about Carson Beck the whole time.
1: Yeah. You know, I feel like over the past couple of years, we've kind of built up this sense that there is something special about Carson Beck. The circumstances just haven't kind of fit for him to, become the starting quarterback get into that role with Stetson Bennett just kind of the shaky quarterback position in general for the for a couple of years there but now leading up into the season I think if you've listened to Carson Beck talk at all you can tell that he's gained the confidence to be in this role and then even the coaches and so excited to see the him get this role finally weigh and turn out
0: I think a lot of that confidence from not only Carson within himself but from others around him is the performance in practice and just his skill set alone I think You know, Murray's obviously had an opportunity to see him practice, and I've had the opportunity to see him throw and work out and things like that. If you've seen this guy play football, you know he's extremely talented. There is no question about it. Um, I think it's very obvious when you listen to Aaron talk about him. Aaron's got a deep respect for his talent level as well. I I mean, I don't know if there's a – I've been on the Beck bandwagon for a minute now, but I don't know if there's a person out here giving opinions about Carson Beck stronger than Aaron Murray. Aaron thinks he's going to go for 3,800 yards, 35 touchdowns. Aaron thinks he's going to be in New York for a Heisman finalist. Like, I'm not putting words in his mouth. We've sat down and talked to Carson Beck four or five hours at this point now through all the shows that we've done together. That dude likes Carson Beck a lot, and that dude knows a lot about football and knows a lot about Mike Bobo and knows a lot about being the starting quarterback at Georgia, and there's no doubt he thinks that dude's going to ball out this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, the talent of Carson Beck has never really been in question. It's always, like you mentioned in the video, his leadership was he ready to take over the team? So I think now that he's a senior, he's finally come into that. He's seen Stetson Bennett grow. It's going to be very interesting to see what he does this year.
0: Yeah, I, I mentioned in, in the uh, video there, you're operating in faith this year with, with Carson Beck, right? You have belief. You have, you have the idea that he's going to be good. You have some proof of concept with the spring game, but you're really acting in faith in the true definition of faith, which is right um, the, the act of believing without seeing. We have yet to see Carson Beck on Saturday do something, yet, right? Which is kind of this whole football team right now. There are some starters, offensive line, couple defensive backs that have done something. But the rest of the football team, even Kirby Smart, say, hey, y'all haven't done anything yet. We have faith that you're going to be great. We have, we have belief, but we do not have fact, we do not have proof of concept yet. So you are operating in faith, no matter how strong that faith is that Carson Beck is going to be this guy. By the way. I think those other two guys, and Aaron said this before, I think those other two guys in that room would have transferred by now if they didn't think Carson Beck was truly that much better than them, right? They, I mean, this guy's waited his turn, and while he's waited his turn, he's practiced in front of these dudes. They know what's in, they know what's in store for Georgia at the quarterback position this year um, 100%. Um, what do we think about MOBO? MoBo mm. I, I slipped up But when I heard it I was like You know what MoBo Not bad Bobo is short enough it's, But it's MoBo gotta,
2: It's got to mean something Like Maybe
0: is, like When you get
1: in your Offensive mojo going on You don't say mojo You say mobo They got the, they mo-bo, got the going. mobo going right They got now. Uncle Mo
0: They got the mobo going They got that mobo going, that mo-bo going. Yeah, oh, I like that. that I like that I also noticed When you listen to Aaron Talk about mobo That dude is tough He is tough On his football players mm-hmm. Alright He is tough On his quarterbacks He coaches you hard He coaches you hard Um be interested to see, like, Carson, he's very introverted. I said that in, in the message in there. And I'm sure he takes hard coaching well, or else he wouldn't. I mean, think about the two schools he decided between, right? That was an Alabama commit and a Georgia commit. Like, he was ready to be coached hard, um, and he's probably going to get coached harder by Mike Bobo than anybody else. So let's get general. Oh, first of all, um Aaron Murray, uh, let's give him three. What a, what a debut of the in-house guest. And no promises. We've, we've been in talks and been in agreements with some other big-name guests. Um, maybe some other quarterbacks. Maybe some future quarterbacks. Maybe some, some highfalutin and high-star and talented uh, offensive and defensive prospects coming to sit down here in the studio. So, uh, excited about that. Hit that thumbs-up button, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. We appreciate you guys here on this channel. Uh, something else that you guys have been showing mad love for our Mic up series is going hot as shit right now. I'm looking at it as we speak. That sucker's got 8,500 views. It was debuted today on the channel. Y'all clearly like that content. Um, we're going to be doing it the rest of the season. Uh, I, I would like your suggestions on games that you might want me to hit. I've got my preliminary schedule. Man, that thing really sags on us, doesn't it? Um, I've got my preliminary schedule set for this year. I would like y'all's input on what games you want me to see. And I promise you right now, if y'all continue to show love to that, we will expand that. We will go places, all right? As long as it coincides with our Georgia schedule, we will make sure we're going to see some big football games with that. I know y'all liked it. Y'all showed love. Keep showing love to it, um, and we'll keep doing it, all right? That's how it works around here. We float ideas to the family. Y'all tell us family. I don't know why I said that. Brian Kelly. That's the Brian Kelly. family. Yeah. I don't know why I said that that way. We, we, we provide ideas to the family and you guys let us know what you like and what you dislike. And that was something you very clearly obviously like. So, shouts out to you guys. Go watch it if you haven't already. God dang, that's some good shit. Let's get our preliminary thoughts on the Carson Beck reaction. Um, I'll give you mine right off the rip. I've never really entertained the idea of this being anybody else's job. I don't know what other insiders were doing. I don't know. But if you were over on patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin, I think in February we told you this was going to be it. All right, when, when they got back from the national title game, okay, Dominic Love and rau thomas had already transferred at that time. Remember, they transferred and announced their transfer news in middle of December. When they first landed, and got back home, Carson Beck was in the indoor facility, per my sources, and throwing with Dominic Lovett, and throwing with Rawa Thomas, and throwing with any other wide receivers that wanted to make it out that day. This dude's known this is gonna be his job. This dude's worked as if this was gonna be his job. This dude's performed as if it's gonna be his job. And the other thing that I will tell you, after having listened to, to Kirby Smart coach speak with regards to the quarterback position for eight years now, I cannot, reiterate to you how many times I've heard this about the quarterback position because God knows through all the quarterback battles he gets asked every single time, Kirby, what are you looking for in your quarterback? What are you looking for in your quarterback room? What do, you, what do you expect to see? What do you want to see? And one of the very few things he says every single time he's asked that question there are terms that he reiterates every single time, one of which third down efficiency. How good are you on third down? When critical plays come up to bat How how good are you on third down? So guess what? That requires you being a good processor. That's another thing he says I need a good processor. I need someone that makes good decisions, consistently makes great decisions. Those are things you hear him talk about all the time. Right. Oh, this is a big one. Accuracy. I need someone who's accurate with the football. If a guy is open, I need you to ding, 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 hit your layups, right? Hit your layups. Those are all things we've heard Kirby Smart talk about with regards to the quarterback position. Sure, when Stetson Bennett became the starter, we started hearing things about being mobile and and the legs saving us and the legs protecting us and all that good stuff. But that wasn't part of the equation before Stetson Bennett. No, 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 no. The equation was, do you put us in the right position to win on every down? Do you get us into the right play, right? Can you control the offense? Do you process information correctly? Are you accurate? Are you good on third down? Guess who's good at all this shit? Guess whose entire evaluation has been based off of him being a good process of information? Carson Beck. That's what he does. Go back. Watch the film breakdowns we got him. Go back. Watch the stuff we've done on Twitter of him. That dude is a third down accurate decision-making processing son of a bitch. That's what he is. That's his whole eval. If there were a Tinder profile for Carson Beck, Kirby Smart swiping right all day long. All day long until they get in a match. Am I wrong on this? You guys have heard these press conferences year over year. This is what he talks about. When he talks about quarterbacks, this is it. And then all of a sudden... How can you protect us with your legs? Started getting mixed into the equation because his quarterback was exactly that. Am I wrong?
1: No, I think you're absolutely right. And I think Carson Beck perfectly fits the mold of what Georgia has always kind of sought after at the quarterback position. He's gonna make the right decisions. He's gonna get you in the
2: right spot and he's always gonna keep the chains moving for you. So simple as that. Be the most efficient person in the room is basically what Kirby wants in short. Obviously talk about third down efficiency, taking care of the ball, processing the information. It all boils down to, can you make the right decision when you need to make it? And can you, like you said, make your layup? So I think obviously Carson Beck fits that mold. He wouldn't be the starter otherwise.
0: I thought Aaron had a a great point about the idea that, you know, Watch, watch the decisions they make in the portal. That'll tell you what they think about their current roster, right? Kirby's always talked about this. We use the, the portal as a Band-Aid or we use the portal as, a, a, as an additive, right? It's something to throw on top. It's not something we build the recipe on. It's something we drizzle over at the end, right? Well, Ra-Ra Thomas and Dominic Lovett were added to this roster specifically because of the quarterback play. Right? You heard him say if they need, if they thought Brock Vandergriff was going to be the guy, they would have added a running back. They would have added a tight end. They would have added something that adds to Brock's game, uh, uh, a slot receiver that gets immediately open and can press things vertically. That's Carson Beck's you, you know, bag, right? We need an X receiver. We need another target. We need guys that can, to, that can join in on receptions. Those were all additions to this roster, and maybe they would have been made no matter what, but those are additions specifically that enhance the abilities of Carson Beck, right? Exactly to his traits. Um, Let's talk a little bit about scrimmage intel. Um, I have no bones. I have no issues telling you what I do or don't know. I have no issues being honest with you, so I'm gonna be straight up and forthcoming with this right now. This has been, this is four camps for me, three camps for me as a a true insider where I actually had sources. Okay, This has been the most tight-lipped fall camp of all. And maybe it's because there was a quote-unquote quarterback battle. Maybe it's because they still got ongoing questions lingering. Maybe it's because they've been more banged up than ever before. Those are Kirby's words, not mine. There's a bunch of reasons why this is the case. Maybe it's because they got a new offensive coordinator and they got a new offense they're putting in and they don't want to let too much. I don't know. But it's been extremely tight-lipped, um, and we've been giving you some nugs. We've been trying to, to, to feel, feed the fam, if you will, over on patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin. But I'm going to give you a little bit of a taste here, um, and of course, if you want more, you can run over there over on Patreon to sign up today. You will be a more uh, well-versed Georgia fan for it. I promise you that right now. If there's anything I could you know, advertise for Patreon, it would be that. You will be, you will be the smartest Georgia fan in the room. Um, immediately, okay, around your friends, if that's something that uh, uh, appeals to you, Uh, which I don't know why it wouldn't, because who who loves being smart more than men um, and being the smartest guy in the room? All right, let's talk about this intel. It sounds like, and they need it, because the running back room is extremely banged up, but it sounds like Andrew Paul is not only healthy, but has an opportunity to do something and do something special this year in that running back room. Made a couple of big plays in the run game, but most importantly, had an explosive out of the backfield per sources. So that, that's, that's important, right? Who can be a threat on second and, and long, third down and medium, things like that. When we need a, a, an opportunity out of the backfield that isn't named Cash Jones, we told you how much we love that, op- that option out of the backfield already this offseason. But um, we, we need a little something from some of them scholarship backs in that running back room. And he's certainly going to have to pick it up. Speaking of pick it up, we've got to pick up the pace here. we got another show coming in five minutes. Um, hey, they are going to be a deep crossers football team. I don't know how many times, but it's been more than one where they've been done with a practice, where ones-on-ones were happening, and, ooh, boom, deep crosser. Most of the time, Dominic Lovett. I'm talking about explosive deep crossers, not, not shallow crossers like Murray was talking about. I'm talking about them 30-40-50-yard to 40 to 50 yard gainers, depending on what happens after the catch talking talk, talk those types of crossers. That's going to be highly featured. We talked about a couple of weeks ago, put it on the board, concept of the day, talked about this offense becoming a horizontally based passing attack. That's something you're going to see this fall based off all intel. This is probably the most banged up this football team's been uh, that I've known going into a season at least based off of two weeks of fall camp, right? They think Kendall Milton's going to be back by game time, but don't necessarily know. Jonel Aguero, grade one hamstring pull. Smile Mondon still hasn't practiced at full speed. He's back to running. Kirby Smart said he's gotten some good speeds. All right, that's just straight line, though. That just means he's ramping up back to his full speed. Um, don't know if he's going to be ready week one. Doesn't necessarily look like it. Branson Robinson's got a foot issue himself. Uh, he hasn't been back. He's been back in a non-contact jersey, but hasn't necessarily been a full participant. There's another running back injury that you need to be paying attention to over on uh, patreon.com forward slash brooks Austin. And Kamari Laster's been banged up with a foot injury this spring as well. They, those are all contributing players and starters, and they're all currently a bit hobbled going into week four, week three and a half of fall camp, and we're entering week zero. So we got, what, four, 13 days? 13 days before the first game of the season. 12 days, 12 days before the first game of the season, and they're pretty battled, or, or pretty banged up. Um, let's see. The real battle, based off the scrimmage intel now, is what's going on at that backup quarterback position. Some would assume it's automatically given to Brock Vandegrift, um, based off the fact that some people assumed he was in the running for the number one spot. I will tell you that even Kirby said after the scrimmage Saturday, we got to find out who our number two is. That's the new battle. right? we got, we got to go see who's going to be our backup quarterback. And this is something I talked about in Discord today, and I would like you guys' thoughts on this, and I know I didn't prepare you for this, but someone asked me why we've heard good things about Gunnar Stockton and we haven't necessarily heard as many good things about Brock Vandegrift and why did Gunnar catch up and why, what's going on with these twos and these threes at the quarterback position and here's how i explained it and i think we've done a good job on this network explaining that there will be a difference between the two quarterbacks um or three quarterbacks if if, if any of them were to start the offenses would look different right now they are installing practicing and running i would assume an offense that is highly specifically featured and tailored for carson beck that would make sense right if if they've been giving him majority of the reps if they think he's going to be their guy if they've been angling for this dude to be the starter since basically February, like I've been told you, if you are of that belief, which all of us are, right, then you would imagine, like I said, they've been installing an offense that fits and is more tailored for Carson Beck's uh, you know, skill sets. I'm here to tell you Gunnar Stockton is far more uh, acclimated and uh, you know, situated to have success in a Carson Beck tailored offense than Brock Vandergrift would be. Brock Vandegrift would be highly, like, much more featured and, and tailored for an offense that looks, you know, a little bit more run and gun, a little bit more spread oriented, right? Not, not, not necessarily so much under center, right? It would look a whole hell of a lot more like Ohio State than it does like Michigan. And right now you look more like Michigan than you do Ohio State offensively at the University of Georgia because you have Carson Beck. You don't have Brock Vandegrift, right? That's how they've been tailored this offense. That's how they've been setting up this offense. So if you're sitting around wondering, like, hey, Where's the Brock Vandergriff good news? I got it right here for you. The dude ain't left. He's still on your roster. That's the good news. That's the great news. Matter of fact, that's the transcendent news. That is the news that doesn't happen in college football. That is one of one. Matter of fact, it's two of two. Because guess who else did it? Carson Beck did it for three years. Okay? At the University of Georgia without transferring. That's been talked. that dog. I know I said I was coming to you. I ain't going to. I ain't going to. Hit that thumb.